0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. In St. John Chrysostom, I'm going to start with him, he said this, do not labor, and the Bible said, do not labor for the food which perishes. But St. Chrysostom said, to take new thought does not mean not to work, not to be nailed to the things of this life. In other words, do not worry about tomorrow's comfort. In fact consider it unnecessary he's talking specifically about the food the temporal food the food that we eat every day he also said that jesus said this to the to his disciples and the people I fed your bodies so that after this you might seek other food which is nourishes the soul but you run right back to that food that is temporal Therefore, you do not understand that I lead you not to this imperfect food, but to that which is nourishes not the body, but the soul. Just to repeat again so Jesus came to give us this food to prepare us for the eternal life. The verse 27 says this God the Father has set his seal on him. And this is what I try to tell the kids a little bit. What is the seal? The seal, or little bit of a stamp, exhibits the whole form of the figure graved on it. And that an impression taken from from it reproduces in every respect. Reproduces. And since it receives what's impressed, it displays also whatever has been impressed on it. But, yet this comparison is not adequate. To explain the divinity birth. Because seals presuppose matter different of nature. That's exactly what David said. Maybe Jesus is less. And definitely not. That's why I came very strong and said they are equal. The father and the son. This action of the impression itself. Where the stronger nature is impressed on things of more yielding nature. In other words. Does the Father have a stronger nature than the Son? Definitely not. What God had sealed should display none other than the form of the God who sealed it. Jesus still remains God. Yet he took a form of a servant, willingly he took a form of a servant, and became obedient unto death, not grasping his equality with God, as he emptied himself, through the obedience to take the form of a slave. So God emptied himself to take the form of a slave. Why is that? Even when he emptied himself of the form of God, although he was equal to God and sealed by God as God. But why is that? One more time, it's for our salvation. So through Christ, we can receive this divine seal. Because he came in our form, and he was sealed as God, and he's passing this seal to us. How lucky we are. St. Cyril of Alexandria said this, The features of God the Father is the Son, who is the imprint of God. But the light of God is the grace that passes into creation through the Holy Spirit, by which we are reshaped to God through faith. Christ is our seal which is the mark of perfection and the love, because the love of Father, loving His Son, set His seal on Him. Thus, this mark of perfection and love became ours. We became eligible to this this thing that we will be perfect one day. We're not perfect today, but we will be perfect one day, because we'll have this seal that Jesus passed it to us. Verse 28 says this, Then they said to him, What shall we do that we may work the works of God? Really, what is the work of God? In setting the mysteries of his incarnation and his Godhead, our Lord has also preached the teaching of our faith and hope that we should work not for that food that perishes, but that which abides forever. So, the faith in God's seal, sealed Son is our work. So God arranged this salvation, this work, with, through His Son. What is our work? It's very simple. It's to believe that the Son is God's Son. This is, the Son who was sealed is God's Son. Jesus is God. This is the only work we need to do. That we should remember that this food of eternity is given to us by the Son of Man as sealed by God the Father. That we should know that this is the work of God. Now, who is the Father has sent? The Father has sent who? Who is he whom the Father has sealed? In truth, we know and we believe he is Jesus Christ, the Son of Man, who gives the food of eternal life course, we've said it several times to repeat and get the idea. Verse 30 and 31, talking about a sign, I'm going to read them, says this, Therefore they said to him, What sign will you perform then, that we may see it and believe you? What work would we we do? Our fathers ate the manna in the desert. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. They asked simply for another miracle, like what happened thousands of years ago. What Moses gave us, show us that you are a good prophet. They never believed that he's God. Show us that you are a man of God and do a miracle. In reality, there is nothing worse and nothing more shameful than gluttony, which clouds the judgment and reduces the soul of the sen- to, sanctify, to satisfy our appetites. For instance, nothing can be more unreasonable than asking for another miracle as if none was given to them before. There were so many, so many miracles that happened that Moses did in Egypt and through the 40 years in the wilderness, yet they forgot everything and remembered one thing, something that they eat, just remember the food. Any other miracle, they just put it aside and they just wanted to eat gluttony. Our fathers ate the manna in the desert. This is exactly what they said. Like I said, there was many, many miracles. They even did not mention who did the miracle. Who did the work? Was it God who gave them the food? Was it Moses who gave him the food? They just said this. Our fathers ate the manna in the desert. They never even mentioned the source of the manna. They didn't even give this glory to God. Or, or thanks, thanks to Moses who brought them through his prayers, through his intercession. Rather, they take the middle ground and they only said, our fathers ate the manna in the desert. So now, what is this true bread from heaven? And Jesus said this. Then Jesus said to them, most assuredly, I say to you, Moses did not give you the bread from heaven, but my father gives you the true bread from heaven. It wasn't Moses who was going to give them true bread, but the Father. Jesus gradually reveals himself as the bread of life. And he calls this the true, bre- the true bread. Not because the miracle of the manna was false. It wasn't a false miracle. But the manna was not the true bread. But it was just a type and not very truthful in itself. It was a type. It was not the bread, the true true bread. But in mentioning Moses, Jesus does not compare himself to Moses. Of course not. For the Jews did not prefer him to Moses yet. He's saying, show us yourself. Show us a miracle. So that after saying Moses did not give, he didn't say, I will give. But he said, the Father gives. Make sense? Jesus will never compare himself to anybody because he's above everybody. So he said, the Father will give you. When they heard this, the people replied then, give us this bread to eat. We want it, so we won't die. They still thought that this was something material. They want material things, and yet expected to satisfy their appetite, and so quickly ran to him to eat. What what did Jesus do? Leading them little by little, he says the bread of God is he who comes down from the heaven and gives life to the world, getting them accustomed to his bread and his wine. Our Lord made bread in plenty from just a little bread. Five loaves we talked about last time and two fishes, but he made plenty that he fed 5,000 men and many other women and children. In the desert or in the wilderness. And changed the wine in Cana of Galilee, the water, to wine. So Jesus prepared everybody. He gave them plenty of bread. And he created also, he made the wine out of water. He first sought to accustom their mouths of his bread and his wine. Until the time would come for him to give them his blood as well as his own body in due time. He allowed them to taste this super, the super abundance of the normal bread and wine so that he might excite them to take this super abundance of his living blood and living body. So he gave them this lesser thing in the wilderness, the food and and the wine and can of Galilee. It is less freely that they would have been able to buy, but he did never ask for a price. Because if they ask him for a price, they may, they may be able to pay this price. But when the time comes to pay for his blood and his body, nobody will be able to pay this price ever. So he gave them the first food for free, preparing them for the real food for eternity also for free. Um, he enticed them, he enticed them on us with these things that are pleasing to the palate. To attach us towards that, which is, you know, to energize the soul. So the body first, then the soul after this. He therefore hid the sweetness in the wine and had made, he had made, to show them what kind of treasure is hidden in his life-giving blood. I will stop here. There is other things that we can talk about, but we learn something as we go. That Jesus himself came and declared this. This is my body. And this is my blood. And our work is very simple, is to believe in this. And glory be to God forever. Amen. We want to thank you so much for listening to Saint Basil's podcast. We hope that you have gained spiritually from our remarkable speakers, and we appreciate your support towards this podcast. Saint Basil, American Coptic Orthodox Church is looking to purchase a home, and we would love for you to be a part of our community. We are looking to raise funds towards this novel mission, Orthodoxy in an American context within the San Diego area. You may donate online through our website, www.stbasil.net. That's www.stbasil.net. Or click on the link below when it will take you to our donations page. You may also mail in your contribution at the address located on our website. We thank you for any contribution, and may our Lord Jesus Christ always bless your heart, and home.